and a big welcome to Scots Radio. I'm Frida Morrison, and this is the programme that celebrates the Scots language in all its bonny colours, nukes, crannies and connivance. And let me introduce Usun Sorter, Manny at the helm. Enter. Mr. Richie Werner. Hi, hi. How are we doing? Oh, fine. Are you good, Rich? Nice to hear you, Frida. We're good. Yeah. We're cold, though, men. Cold weather up north. Minus 14. Minus what? Near that long it's ago. t-shirt weather doing here. I'm in Narnia up there. You're in your t-shirt. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, on with the programme. We start at this year's Celtic Connections Festival in Glasgow. Celebrating with over 300 events and 18 days of music, featuring musicians from all across the globe. And the festival was also celebrating UNESCO's Year of Indigenous Languages with the music of Tosta, a band I heard at the Royal Concert Hall, made up of musicians from Ireland, Friesland, Cornwall, Scotland, Wales and the Basque Country. Rona Wilkie and Phil Cunningham representing Scotland. You'll hear them are here, celebrating their own minority language. This is the Tosta Song. Irlanda, Frisia, Gales, Galicia, Cornwallis, Escocia, Anistashuna, Glora, Tugoldu, Iskunzeni, Chashuncia. Oh, 
Tosta featuring musicians from Ireland, Friesland, Cornwall, Scotland, Wales and the Basque Country. And Richie, you would have loved this concert, full of fun and life and celebration and indigenous languages. And for you, Richie, the percussion was mesmerising. What? Like a good bit of percussion? Oh, he had them there. <laughs> a couple of lads from the Basque Country playing on slabs of wood. Steen and bamboo slabs, 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 slabs? Richie, amazing stuff. Really? With sticks. Dunton the slabs. Like dunty sins. Then dunty sins. Remind me, you, you asked me about Evelyn Glennie. I said, no, I she, did I. She, she's got dunty slabs. Uh, she dunts things as well. Aye. <laughs> right. Maybe here, Mira, you're on later. <laughs> but I have a slight huff. A huff? A huff. I have a slight huff. Oh, no, if it's a huff. Well, nobody representing the Scots language in the Tosta lineup. What? That's all I'm going to say. Because I love the concert uh-huh, uh-huh. and the album, but I'm just saying, nobody represents Scots language. But it has to be said that the Scots voices and song were wheeled to the fore with the support performance of that concert by Malinky. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This was a Malinky celebrating their 20 years together and wow. celebrating in superb style, Richie, with the great voices in the band, Fiona uh-huh. Hunter, Steve Byrne, Mark Dunlop and Mike Vass, and melding the voices with their special guests. It Ooh. was special. What a treat. And we're looking forward to Malinky's new album coming out soon. Aye. Well, this is Fair's last album, Far Better Days. This is Fiona Hunter, we, the brisk young lad. The come a young man to my daddy's door, my daddy's door, my daddy's door. The come a young man to my daddy's door, come seeking me to work. Well, but he was a bonny young lad, a brisk young lad and a brown young lad. Why, but he was a bonny young lad, come seeking me the world. I was begun when he come, when he come, oh, when he come. I took him in and I gave him a scone to his frozen mill. Well, but he was a bonny young lad. A blessed young lad and a brown young lad Why, but he was a bonny young lad Come seek and meet the world I set him in a side the bank I get him buried and he'll be drunk Now I have a lifetime where he blink Until his way was through Well, but he was a bonny young lad a brisk young lad and a brown young lad Why, but he was a bonny young lad Come seek and meet the world He get chicken, he caught a fool He so hard looking, caught a fool A straight wig is short and did that door Sing come, he met the a bonny young lad, a brisk young lad, and a brown young lad. Well, but he was a bonny young lad, come seek and meet the world. I lay a jukebox before the door, before the door, before the door. I lay a jukebox before the door, and there fell he, I tell. Well, but he was a bonny young Hunter, they're taking the lead in the band Malinky with a brisk young lad. And as I said, we're looking forward to the launch of the new album. 
Meanwhile, speaking about launches, back in the barra, Scots Radio has launched the first ever Doric Film Festival. Richie? Hi. Launched first ever Doric (laughs) Film Festival. Fantastic. It's a festival in keeping with the year of Indigenous languages mentioned earlier. To bring together communities all over the North East to express North East stories, personal or, or otherwise, in Doric or North East Scots, and reflect its cultural identity with the theme, oh, fit the North East of Scotland means to me. And I'll tell you more about this mm-hmm, at the end mm-hmm. of the programme. And a forum just says it would be another good idea, I can, to roll it our Scotland. But we're starting it in the North East just to, to get our feet there. <laughs> so, back to this episode. We feature some of the music that has been enthralling the crowds at the Celtic Connections Festival in Glasgow. We get reaction to the reaction to the government's cultural strategy document. Musician Adam Sutherland gets the feet tapping in Braemar in a, a project that focuses on a pair of boots. And I join the bairns and teachers at the Belmont Cinema in Aberdeen for a, a Doric wander through the book Room on the Broom. But we begin with the Scottish Government's newly released feedback report on the new cultural strategy for Scotland. The Scottish Government committed itself to producing a cultural strategy for Scotland. So over the last two years, consultations, public events and calls for responses, he engaged folk in Fitmechbicad, the cultural sector. In January, the responses were published. Now, to find out more about the fit direction things seems to be gone in, the reporter, Ulster Heather, spoke to musician, development officer and public engagement officer with the Elphinstone Institute, Simon Gall. One of the kind of most important things that's been happening recently is that there has been a, an outcome for culture added to the national framework. And that basically means that culture is now built into the base of the thing and it's not just a kind of add-on, it's not just something that people do because it's nice. It's actually built into the fabric of what it is to live well in Scotland and it kind of it makes sure that the Scottish government's working towards attaining these ultimate, uh, these overarching outcomes through its work. So that's really important, first of all. And the cultural strategy kind of feeds into that. Uh, I think it's the first strategy for, this, for, for Scotland and the, the, the whole plan is that we come up with a way to organise ourselves, how we fund, how we develop, how we nurture all these different initiatives and projects, etc. And what it is that we're ultimately trying to achieve. Uh, we sit and think about this in a strategic way and we come up with a plan uh, in order to, to, to execute it. One of the kind of main criticisms of the strategy itself as it is, is that there's not actually a definition proposed. So for some folk, culture is music, opera, dance, ballet, the kind of high arts, I suppose. And for other folk, there's a mere kind of anthropological definition of culture as in traditions, customs, thing you do every day. At the moment, I don't feel that we're really... Uh, capturing the full sense of fit culture is and building that into the strategy and in our funding programmes etc through Creative Scotland at the moment it is it is a kind of arts definition of culture and it's nay as broad as it possibly could be and it, it excludes a lot of folk In terms of the responses folk guide to it that have been published this last week what do you make of them? Well, they've been interesting. Folk have brought up a whole load of things, stuff around uh, the thing that I mentioned earlier on about no definition. And if you haven't got a definition, you haven't got anything to work with, you kind of, there's no way to start for But there's interesting stuff on heritage. Folk have said, well, it, it doesn't really uh, push hard enough on uh, on recognising Scottish heritage and celebrating that and nurturing it and developing it. But there is stuff that I do like and was picked up in the responses and it was stuff about distinctiveness and it emphasising the Scottish distinctiveness. And for me, that's interesting in the kind of northeast context because we're distinctive within Scotland ourselves for lots of reasons, but also how that distinctiveness relates internationally into the connections abroad and how I guess material has travelled back and forth and performers have travelled back and forth and that's that so that's an interesting and welcome debate being had within the thing. There's a pretty good uh, pretty interesting focus on health and well being. So a kind of mere societal outcomes and fit is it the culture actually does for folk, Max folk feel better, Max folk hate uh, demere exercise, Max folk think allows folk to express themselves, etc. If you had to hey one criticism of the Hale process and one sign of promise. There's an awful lot of chat at the moment in various cultural circles, including in, in the chat about the strategy. Um, but within Creative Scotland, within the Coons, Aberdeen Council, Aberdeenshire Council, and I, about creative industries. Now, 
this is just more a personal point of view, but I have a bit of trouble sometimes we the the focus on creative industries and the kind of the drive to mark the economy because it marks and it drives Abdi towards a market. But I didn't feel that the main drive of taking part in cultural activity, uh, then I think it should be about money, but this this drive and this focus on cultural creative industries pushes folk in that direction and marks folk reorient the why they think about fit their D and, and how they can access this market or that market, how they can sell more, how they can de more. Um, I'm much more interested in a kind of mere uh, holistic approach to culture for it. There's loads of things, not just max money, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the main, one of the main criticisms. And a thing that's promising about it? Promising about it, I think it's probably the focus on place, communities, grassroots culture, and there is a recognition that the thing needs to be that there isn't recognition within it that there needs to be a, a wider uh, the definition needs to be broadened to culture and fit it actually is so I do want to see folk the burning of the clavy in Bergheed for example I do want to see that it being considered key parts of the, the culture and for example just as an example I do want to see it receiving funding for national cultural funding bodies because it is a, an important calendar custom and it is a lot of folk get a lot of stuff out of it just as valuable I would argue is uh, a new play or a new uh, barley or whatever but at the moment as it stands that's Nadine but there is chat to, to address that and I think that's what the positive thing is hmm. Simon Gall speaking with Ali Heather about the feedback report on the Scottish Government's cultural strategy May Music New Showcase Scotland run by Active Events introduces international and worldwide audiences to new music, hosting Delegates Fay, a ruling the globe to the Celtic Connections Festival in Glasgow. Its aim is to secure performances for Scottish-based artists on a global scale. Well, this year the feature country is Galicia, and I'm a big fan of Galicia music. After a memorable trip to Santiago de Compostela a few years ago, when it was the European city of culture. This is a band of hair there called... Luar na Lubre. This is Davin Keros.
one of my all-time favourite CDs, the Galician band Luarna Lubre. Beautiful singing style there, Richie. Oh, hi. You know, it's, it's almost like a throat singing style. And I heard that, that album being played and I was sitting in a wee cafe and a cup of coffee in Santiago de Compostela and I followed the, the sound to a wee music shop and bought that album. Oh, It's a right? cracker. Right. Now, you never can just far you get inspiration. Some folk for the tranquility of the sea, others for the serene landscape of rivers and glens, and some even for floors. But a project up in the Eberdenshire village of Bremar tacks its inspiration for a pair of boots. The Bremar-based arts venue at St Margaret's has commissioned award-winning Highland fiddler Adam Sutherland to lead a collaboration with Bremar Mountain Rescue the Bremar Mountain Festival and the communities and traditional musicians of Upper Dee's side to research, record, develop and share the stories around the theme of mountain rescue with the title, What a Story a Pair of Boots Could Tell. And for the stories, Adam and local musicians have been creating and developing a new piece of music to be played at the Bremar Mountain Festival on the 28th of February in St Margaret's Arts Centre. Well, I joined Adam and the musicians during rehearsals in the Invercald Arms Hotel in Bremar. They were putting together the first few notes of the music. So during any of the breaks, I found out for Adam why a pair of boots became the inspiration. Why pick on a pair of boots? The, the project deserved a name and this image of a pair of snowy boots that have had a, a, a long life was quite a strong image and uh, each pair of boots in the mountain rescue will have stories and the project itself is about stories so essentially that was where that came from now the boots in question correct me if i'm, I'm wrong uh, adam they belong to john duff leader of the bremar mountain rescue team he was he he, he was the person who started the police uh, bremar mountain rescue team i believe so the boots are actual boots they've been used well used yeah i think we're gonna get a photo of his old boots yeah the beats the beats will be the walking again so it's not just the stories run about the boots it's the stories for the community as well you're gathering that's right we're very lucky to get scottish arts council funding and when we applied for it the criteria was we had to involve local real local stories and uh, real uh, local people have to perform it as well so i've got a very fine bunch of about 16 uh, non-professional musicians uh, involved in performing this and we're currently at the arranging stage and I was sitting and lugging in just just quietly in the background it's sounding fabulous Adam. they're doing great this is only day two and uh, it, it's starting to come together really effectively so we're just building this music to go towards telling a, a bit of a story now Fulan has the the performance it need got to be but Fulan do you think it will be I think it's probably going to be about 45 minutes that's a long time to compose how many days have you got to do this? Well, we've got the rest of today, a day tomorrow, and then in February we've got a single day, and then another two days, and then it's on stage. So, not it's a lot of time, actually. No, it's not a lot of time, but give a wee, just an inkling of fit, fit maybe one story's about. Well, I've been humming and hawing about how to actually do this in terms of the theme and the stories, and I've kind of come to the conclusion that rather than tell specific stories about real situations on the mountains uh, for sensitivity reasons I think it's better to maybe just take a little bit of a step back and do pieces of music that deal with some of the themes kind of of the stories such as we're going to try uh, and create the musical sound of what it's like to be completely lost in a whiteout been there. Been there, have you? Been there, done that. Uh, and then, so, a, a bit of musical danger, which it then goes on a journey and results in a kind of triumphant finish, because there are many stories from what I've been gathering uh, that do actually have danger and then triumph. So we're going to try and paint that musically with some tunes that I've been writing. Uh, so rather than doing it about specific people and events, we're going to acknowledge that this is what goes on generally. Uh, I think we're going to have a projector screen as well, and there's going to be certain quotes from people I've been interviewing because that's another part of what I've been doing. I've been chatting to folk. I chatted to John Duff mm -hmm. for an hour and a half and it was fascinating and got some of a wee slice of his life uh, from that. I also chatted to a, a gentleman called Doug Bruce who used to be in the volunteer uh, civilian mountain rescue and I've also chatted to Alistair and Sarah who are Alistair's on the current mountain rescue and I've been getting 
kind of lots of flavors and things and so we're going to have some images in the projector and some of the quotes from these actual people uh, right. and tie it's it all so together great. It's so, but i have to mention the fact you're you're near a newcomer to the mountain rescue scene because your your dad was in is it cairngorm mountain my rescue? dad yeah growing up i'm from the south side of loch ness so i'm not from Bermar, but it's not too far away as the crow flies but uh my dad was in the mountain rescue and uh, we were, my brother and sister and I were brought up regularly with the phone going in the middle of the night and then we'd hear my dad starting the car and he would drive around to Cairn Gorms. He was the guy that he lowered down on the end of the chopper. Wow. Um, so although I personally don't have a huge experience of being in the mountains, no. uh, but I'm, I'm familiar with the, the kind of that side of things a wee bit. But you would be familiar with a sense of dread and danger. I think my dad did try his best to kind of make us uh, very kind of aware of the dangers of the mountains. But I would also like to just say that, you know, I was chatting to, to Alistair, who's in the Mountain Rescue and who also is involved in running the Mountain Festival. And he was very keen to stress to people listening and who come to the performance that the mountains aren't just dangerous. They are there to be celebrated and uh, people shouldn't be put off uh, coming to the mountains just because there's a, a need for a mountain rescue. Uh, that the peop the people should keep coming and celebrate and just take care, obviously, and uh, mm -hmm. enjoy our wonderful scenery and mountains that we've got in the Highlands and right. Aberdeenshire. Right. After the performance, there's going to be a book created, or there's a book being created as you're going along, isn't there? That's right. Uh, one of the final destinations for this music is going to be a book of music which will be very accessible to anyone who plays any kind of folk music or any other kind of music. It's... In fact, one of the actual things that the music has to be is accessible. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with folk who don't play music for a living, they love it, but they don't want me to be dishing out ridiculously complex parts. Um, so it's going to be accessible music, but also a lot of the best music in the world is simple. A lot of other folk will decide whether they think my music is, is good or not, but I'll certainly try and make it simple. Uh, simple and emotional. That's my favourite thing to do with often, music. Often, as you're kidding, sometimes the simplest melodies touch the biggest depth isn't it i think so i think so and just because you can play as a musician you can play stuff that is difficult doesn't mean to say when you're writing stuff that it should be difficult so uh i'm really enjoying uh, creating some doable sample melodies for this project but there will also be something that someone can pick up the book when it's out and use it and use it and follow it through and it'll be i think there'll be lots of uh uh, text and photos and a real sense of place in the book as well when it's finished. And part of the, the, the Cairngorm Mountain Festival as well. Yes, absolutely, Mountain Festival. Uh, yeah. Congratulations, Adam. It's sounding phenomenally good, even at this early stage. Thanks, Frida. Looking uh, forward to it. And best wishes to Adam and the group. And the final performance will be at St Margaret's Arts Centre in Braemar, during the Mountain Festival on the 28th of February. Didn't I miss it? It's going to be grand. This is Faye Adams' new CD, Some Other Land. This is a fiddle set starting with Lupins and Lerg.
Look at your own Adam Sutherland for his new album, Some Other Land. Well, I had the pleasure of joining 150 excited bairns with their teachers at the Belmont Cinema in Aberdeen recently to watch the film Room on the Broom by Julia Donaldson. The annual event was organised by Interfilm in partnership with Education Scotland on the theme of the Scots language through film. Well, before the film started, I spoke to Kirsty Gallagher, Faye Interfilm, and Scots language coordinator Bruce Ewanson. First, Kirsty, and think what's happening this morning. So we're watching Room in the Broom, and the Bairns have just enjoyed a reading for Shane Strachan and Doric. So the the historic version of the story going to watch the film and then after that they're going to write um, some reviews but write them in Doric Now last year when I joined you here we were watching uh, The Gruffalo in, in Doric and you had been to different places with different translations is that happening with this scene? Aye that's right so we're doing four locations this year we've right. been to Dundee Edinburgh Aberdeen the day and then we're in Shetland in a couple of weeks time So what does Interfilm try to do? Well, I suppose we are committed to, you know, um, doing a bespoke project in a programme for Scotland and tapping into, you know, Scots as an important part of Scotland's heritage and culture is also important to us. Right, I'm going to cross to Bruce. Bruce, um, you're sitting watching the reaction of the, the bairns and it's a phenomenal reaction because they're excited. But they didn't hear a job or they didn't hear a problem with, with the Doric language or the Scots language, did they? Well, you, you can never tell what exact schools will book to come, but I came with got ins here today for 5e, and they're uh, being a leader in this area. Uh, I'm seeing work that they've done in the past, and it's always good quality. But I do add a bairns for the different schools that we have here today are fairly engaged with it because Shane, I've worked with Shane a few times now, and I think this was his best one today that, that he's done. Hour, yeah, and he had them all joining in. Uh, yeah, the uh, arms were going whoosh and the uh, <laughs> fingers were uh, racking and uh, raking through things and. Uh, we were uh, getting the sound going doon and doing the actions as the, the, the broom snaps in twa. Uh-huh. Uh, if uh, the bands were engaged, uh, the teachers were smiling. It's uh, exactly the sort of event that uh, Education Scotland loved to put on here in a, a, a local cinema, a great venue development that me and Kirsty have been in mm-hmm. quite a few times now and always uh, got on right wheel with them. Now you were look at, looking at the development and the enjoyment and the celebration of the Scots language over Scotland. Mm-hmm. Gives an overview if it's happening because we've been watching. I, I was with you when you were first appointed, mm-hmm. and you've been working hard promoting it and uh, raising the awareness, raising the profile. Mm-hmm. So fits fits the scene new. Well, yeah, I'm actually had me five year anniversary with Education Scotland now. I do look back misty eyed at the days of working with Team of Falk. We had Simon, obviously, and, and Diane Anderson, and but now it's just me, so I do a lot of partnership work. Uh, in the film, one of the partners I go to, the Mist, because I really enjoy working with Kirsty and, and these events are a success. But I also do a lot of work with Scots Language Centre, where Laura Green is in charge of the education materials. Me and her collaborate on our kinds of materials uh, that's going on their new site. It's on the Scots Language Centre website, but it's the Scots Learning Centre. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of interactive activities there that, that me and Laura are right prudo and that she's worked really hard on. And then this year, there's going to be a big launch of the Open University course on Scots Language. So, Looking forward to that. Yeah, it's well, been... We'll hear more about that on Scots Radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to speak at length at about length that. Thing. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're keeping it, keeping it under your bonnet just now, but, but we'll catch up with you. Yeah, it's due on. to come out soon, but I'll wait till I add uh, bits are in place before I start. Uh, understand it. Okay. Yeah. Speak later then, Bruce. Thanks. All right. Well, I like the characters and I like the colour. Ah, the colours were good, eh? Yeah. What did you think of the film? Um, it was really good. Aye. Who was your favourite favorite character? Um, my favourite character was the witch. Aye. Did you learn any Scots words? Uh, yeah. What's your favourite thing? Um, My favourite one's um, Bonnie. Bonnie. 
Well, the birds had a great time watching the film. But before it started, Northeast writer Shane Strachan read the story in Doric. We a lot of energetic participation for the wee primary school toots. Oh, fit fun. So I managed to get a few minutes with Shane in between film and participation sessions. He'd had a busy year, yon lad. And Shane told me mere about what he's been working at since the last time we spoke. Uh, well, the past year I've had a few writing projects on a go um, in fellowships and things. So I did a project with Muriel Spark, writing about her time over in Africa, mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe, which is a twin city of Aberdeen. And also I had the Robert Louis Stevenson Fellowship, so I went to France for a month in November to, to work on a book about Bill Gibb. I was a fashion designer mm-hmm. for the Broch that was big in the 70s in the fashion world. So I'm still working on that project, but it was great to have hey, that focused time to work on the book. So, so Muriel's back was big, a big project for you. Aye, aye, that was really exciting because it was the centenary mm-hmm. uh, last year. There was a lot happening, so mm-hmm. it was great to get that published. It was actually published by a Zimbabwean publisher as well. So the uh, The book's called Nevertheless, and it's um, which was her favourite word, and it's about her time um, when she first went over to what well, would have been southern Rhodesia back then. And that's when she, she basically went over there to get married in Hebern and then got stuck there with this horrible husband that she hated. So it's kind of looking at <laughs> And also a contemporary story about a doctor going over to Aberdeen through the Twin City Partnership and um, mm. realising how much her struggle it is to be in Zimbabwe, especially if it's happening new. It just, it's yeah. um, tough times for that country. So... It's just kind of exploring that link between Scotland and Africa as well. I'll remind folk that Muriel Spark is famous for. She's most famous for the Prime Minister Jean Brody, so Abby Kens are for that. And then folk often mix her up with Dame Maggie Smith, thinking it's the same person, I think. But aye, she, she was most famous for that. Can you imagine that Dame Maggie, Maggie Smith and Muriel Spark would look something similar? Aye, or sang about them. Aye, right. It's quite, uh, they would test by each other. Right. Now, yeah. the day, for the, for the have you been there? The day I've been uh, here, we into film at the Belmont Cinema in Aberdeen, and I've been reading Room on the Broom in Scots and Doric um, for about 150 bairns that have come from schools within the city and out with. Right. Can you read a bit out for me? I, I'll read my favourite part of it for you. So. But is he raised up to stare after his meat? Out for the shuch came a scunnersome breet. It was long, dark and yardy, a feathered and furred. It had fower fricksome heeds that had wings like a bird. And the soon fates move when it started to spick, was a gar and a grump like the vice of all nick. It marched for the shuch, it was dreeping and brun, and it thunnered, Hey men, thon's my witch, pitter doon. That was the very bit I was going to ask you to read. Because <laughs> I was sitting and listening, yeah, that's a good bit. Uh, it was uh, getting the bairns to say, him in, it was a laugh. Amen, <laughs> and wheech. Aye. Oh, they love the wheech. Aye, doing wheeks and doons and uh, raking and looking and doing some actions. Because then they remember that it may afterwards, so, and ah. getting them to learn just little bits at a time as I was the way forward. But you see, ah, the bairns enjoyed it, but the adults enjoyed oh, it Oh, I could well. see the teachers were laughing a while, so oh, they had a great time. Oh, congratulations, Shay, it was ah, just, a, just a fantastic session. And, uh, What's your next project then? I'm still working on the Bill Gibbs stuff and I'm also working on a project in Aberdeen which is focused around listening in folk in bus shelters. So there's a lot of Doric <laughs> in that. So I'm performing in March. Um, uh-huh. It's the National Theatre Scotland have helped us develop it. Wow, what's um, it called? It's called The Shelter. So it's Aberdeen on the 8th of March at the Anatomy Rooms are performing it. So it's about an hour and I perform a verbatim text based on I've overheard oh. while an artist is drawn live but on you'll stage. You'll keep us so. up to date. I'll keep you up to date. Yeah. Oh, I, great, I, Shane. Congratulations again. Okay, thank you. Shane Strachan. And thank you to Shane and the Bellman Cinema for their hospitality and Kirsty Gallagher, Fiend of Film and Bruce Eunson, Scots Language Coordinator. And of course, the Bairns and their teachers. What a great day. This is a Northeast song sung by Laurie Watson and Boreas for a CD for the 2016 Celtic Connections. This is North Sea Holes. Come on, you gallant fishermen that blow the stormy sea The whole year round on the fishing grounds and the northern in the Norway deeps, the banks and knolls of the North Sea Holes where the head and trolls are found. It's there you'll find the Norfolk boys and lads from Peter Really? 
Boreas with singer Laurie Watson with North Sea Holes, written by Ewan McCall. And congratulations to Laurie and the cast of the show The Rebellious Truth, celebrating the work of Hamish Henderson and curated by Laurie at the Celtic Connections Festival this year. And that brings me back to the Doric Film Festival that Scots Radio has just launched. Mm-hmm. I said I'd give you more information. So to recap, we've launched the festival. And the information can be found on our website, www.doricfilmfestival.com. Okay? All the wobbles, doricfilmfestival.com. It's all in there. But follow me, Richie. Follow me, Abdi. Mm-hmm. In case I miss my suit. Here I go. <clears throat> she coughed. We went, folk, to make a film up to five minutes in length on the theme Fit the Northeast of Scotland means to me. It has to be in Doric, or Northeast Scots, as I said, original music if needed. And has to be in by the 31st of May, Richie. Okay, that's a good deadline. You got that. The timetable for the various sections, scripting, filming, editing, etc., is on the website, so you can get it there. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be part of the training sessions, dinner hang about, register new. The scripting has to be done by the end of February, filming end of March, blah, blah, blah. But if you didn't need help, just mind the film has to be in by the 31st of May. I've said that before. And the other bit, here we go again, eyes down, there are six sections, primary school and secondary school, students, community groups and individuals, professional and norm. Each category winner will be presented with a cheque for 500 squidders on the 2nd of July. Okay, there's going to be a ceremony in the Belmont Cinema on the 2nd of July. Brilliant. Is that going to be a screening as well, then? Oh, aye, there's going to be a screening there and other rest of it. And just to clarify, that's 500 quid for each category. Each category winner. Fantastic. It's a good one, eh? Oh, aye. Then a hang about, stuck in www.dorothefilmfestival.com. So you've got to get the film to us so that we can, you know, store it, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into all that. That's in the actual uh, website, on the film mm. festival website. How in fit format we need, blah, blah, blah. But, as I said, only help, don't hang about, just getting stuck in and contact us if you've got any more questions. Have I covered that thing, do you think? I think so. I think so, hi. Forgotten anything? No? No, no I don't think so. Well, that's us. We can't hang about either, eh, Richie? We're no folk to oh, hang about. Hang about. Oh. No, we can about, aren't we? We finish where we started with nothing to show but a loving for living a dance. And before I go... Another thank you to the team at Celtic Connections and the backstage team at the Tron Theatre in Glasgow for looking after me and the musicians, Steve Ransom and Fraser Fifield at my concert at the Tron. Oh, the chief of connect ah, we had. Ah, you had a wee concert as uh-huh. well, eh? A wee concert. Yeah. We had a great audience. Good stuff. Thank you again. Sorry I missed you. Oh, just, you're, you're busy. Okay. This is another track for the band Tosta that we started with for this year's Celtic Connections Festival in Glasgow. The band, as I said before, is comprised of musicians face seven different countries, singing in their own minority languages. This is a celebration in the year of indigenous languages. Have I mentioned that before? No. Just in case you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a Gaelic song, led by singer and fiddler Rona Wilkie, with the backing of the entire group. Now, I mentioned the plinky sounds, okay? The plinkies. Uh, orica, on percussion. Slabs of wood, steen and bamboo. You'll Dumpies. love his plinky noises. Dumpies. I'm sure there's a different kind of way of explaining it rather than plinky noises. Okay, here we go. For Richie Marcel, Frieda Morrison, watch out for the ice, dinner get call, and may the wind I be at your back. Ready, Richie? Bye. Bye, Bye now.
Ele tem por 